0: the power of the Lord in its place and it's not quiet we are too quiet in this place there is a lot that we have that we can praise the Lord for and we don't need to be quiet this is an urgent time we're living in perilous times this is a time where we need to be attentive we need to be on fire we need to be awake for the Lord so I say I admonish you today. Put on your spirit. Put on your love. Put on the glory. Put on your strength. Put on your thoughts. Put on your faith. Put on the glory of God today. This is a, this is a precious, precious time. A time when we come together to be in the face of the Lord. To be in the place with his people. To rub arms and elbows with his people, with one another. So I just call call you to come together today. Come together to be with the Lord as we open up his word and
1: feel his presence and be with him today. you look looking mighty beautiful, by the way. The glory of the Lord
0: looks good on you. Hallelujah. We bless his holy name today. I just thank God for what he's doing in this place. I thank God for this very hour. I thank God that he is
1: so working on us and working through us and on our behalf. And so I'm just just excited. I'm just excited. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity that you've given us once again to be in your presence, oh God. Just even to just be at the foot at your feet, oh God, to just bring our concerns unto you, oh Lord, and not just to be grievous, oh God, but to just breathe, be at your feet, Lord, a, a position of humility. Oh God, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, oh Lord, that you will speak, oh God, to us today like never before. I just pray right now, oh God, that you will use me as a vessel, Lord, as we go before your people, as we as we open up ourselves and open up our minds and our hearts unto you. Your name be glorified. To you, all the glory, all the glory belongs to you, O God. And so we praise you and we honor you and we give you thanks and glory today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we're going to, before you have your seats, we're just going to open up scriptures. i like to give honor to God first for just allowing me to be where I am today. And I don't mean standing before you. I mean in a place where he's never had me before. And how mm, it's a good place to be in. So I just give him thanks for that. And so we'll be coming from um our first text will be from Galatians five, twenty-two to twenty-three. And um we're gonna read it from the message. I'm gonna open it up. Hold on one second. a small space here. And I just have to tell you that I was prepared for this in a whole different way. And I've heard people say this before that, you know, they prepared a lesson and then they got ready to deliver the lesson and everything. God just moved in a different way. What well, happened to me today? <laughs> so just bear with me. I'm going to, um, do God's best. So we'll be coming from Galatians and uh, where is it? you're probably there already. Is it on the board? Okay. And it reads, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way the fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way And mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed, killed off for good, crucified. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. And so today is the last, um, the last portion of our monthly theme, which is, who knows it? Under construction. Amen. And under construction, we have, we had our thoughts, our tongue, what else? Anybody? Anybody else remem- remembers one?
2: Sorry? Yeah.
1: Under, uh, character under construction? That's three. Who? And your heart? Did you see heart? Heart under construction. Well, today, we're going to have characteristics we're going to have uh the fruit the fruit of the spirit it's not just the fruit of the spirit but it's the fruit of the holy spirit so we can be clear on where is who is where it comes from it comes from god because we know that the Holy Spirit is under the auspices of God, that He doesn't do anything without, that God has not given and told Him to do. And that's much like us. We are under the auspices of God. Whatever it is God says for us to do, we are to be obedient unto that. And so, so it is in the Word of God that the way that He lays out how we are to be, how he instructs us, how we are to be with him. It is that way all throughout creation. He didn't just start with us and say, we, we need you to do it this way. He started it from the foundation of the earth, the very universe, the stars and the moon and the, and the heavens obey God. And all throughout scripture we see where everything is in obedience with god so what would make us think that we should be any different you know what would make us think that we are to do it another way and so uh while we talk about the the spirit uh the fruit of the spirit i wanted to start by saying that uh there are nine forms of the the fruit of the spirit, there are nine forms. So it's not nine fruits, like S. It's only one fruit, but it has nine forms. And the nine forms are these words that we have on the wall there. And if we go to Matthew... Okay, so if we look at um, Galatians, going back to—did I read the wrong scripture? Yeah. Okay, so if we go to Galatians uh, five and two, let me try that again because we really should have um, Galatians five twenty-two. you please excuse me because I'm telling you so in Galatians 5 and 22 in the New King James Version it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control and then it Right um, after that, uh, it says, against such there is no law, meaning that we have a, a different thing that governs us and our use of the fruit. In law, people follow the law because they need it, or we ne- they needed it. Or we need it. If we don't have law, then everybody gets to do anything and everything. And at the time, that's what was needed. So, in actuality, works the works of the flesh is why we need laws. It's not, it's our work, the work that's done in our flesh, the things that we we want. You know, we want to have it our way. We want to do what we want to do. And those works of the flesh are lawless. They have no boundaries. You just do what you want. So in the light of the fruit, we are not bound by the law. We work under a different mandate. And that mandate has to do with our faith and our love for God, our faith in God and our love for God. That we don't have to be bound or bound by man's law or bound by the the law of our flesh, but we are bound by our belief and faith in God. And so in these studies, while I was studying the seven fruit, what I realized was that um, it's not about uh, do's and don'ts, like a line of of things we should do and things that we should not do, but it really is based on faith. And out of all the fruit, the fruit altogether— all of it has to do with love. It comes out of love. There's no way we can do any of these things if we don't have love. And that brings to mind that um, scripture that talks about being a, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. So we don't want to make noise about it. We want to be able to do it. We want to be able to exercise what it is that God says about how we are to be. And so inside all of these Fruit is the character, the traits of God. In it, we can see how, what he looks like, what it looks like when he's operating. So that we can make the distinction between when it's our flesh or when it's God, God's love. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading here. So mostly, out of everything, even, like I said, throughout the hold of the, the word of God, we will find that he is constantly becking us, beckoning to us to have a relationship with him. And this is no different. He's saying, if you do these things, you can manifest, you can bring forth the word that I have put out about you. And what God says about us is that, We are made in his image. And since we're made in his image, that means we need to look like him. And so this fruit helps us look like him. Not just helps us look like him, but it helps us to know what it is that looks like him. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What it looks like when we look like him. So um in first timothy 1 15 through 16 it makes a statement that says that this is a faithful saving saying and worthy of all acceptance that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom i am the chief this is paul speaking verse 16 however for this reason, I obtained mercy that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a, as a pattern to those who are going to believe in Him for everlasting life. So even to show that this was in operation, even from the beginning, this was God's plan. Here it is, Paul, who was in prison at the time, was st- speaking about how this this uh, desire or this word that he knew about Christ and why Christ came was burning in him that to the point that he said, you know, I have to tell you that Christ saved me. You know, I was the chief of all sinners, but this word, this Christ saved me. And so that's not much different for us today. You know, it's Christ that saved us. It's the word and the word of God that has saved us. So you've heard bishops say uh, many times now, love God, love people, and look like Jesus. Well, that's what this is about, how we get to look like Jesus, you know, and how loving God is foremost. Some of us say, well, you know, we can love God because that's what we're going to do. That's what we're supposed to do, love God. But it took me a while to get that it's not just about loving God. It's about loving God, loving people. So, you know, how do you get to – you can love God because God is God, you know, and you don't want to do anything to to displease him. You don't want to do anything to cause him to not be, uh, to not be in his corner. You don't want to do anything that's going to make you, you know, pluck you out of his hand. But, and that's God. And so you put him over here. But it's God and God's people, and that's one. And it's just amazing to me how God does things in threes. So it's God make, love God, love God's people, and look like Jesus. And so we're not just doing this the way we want to do it or whatever comes to our mind, but the goal is that we be what his image says. We don't just, you know, be what we want to make it to come out to be. But there is a certain way that we can just be in his image according to the spirit. The seven fruit, the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so... I believe that God's desire is for us to bring forth the fruit of the Holy Spirit so as to represent him in the earth. To follow Jesus' example, God saved us to be with him as joint heirs and his, to be joint heirs of his throne and to be citizens of his kingdom. But to receive all of this, to receive his promises <coughs> excuse me, and that all his provisions, we have to be like him. Okay, so let's just get to that. I've said that en- enough now. Let's just get to how we're going to be like him. And so I'd I like to say here, too, that even though I'm making this statement and I don't know what your thoughts are about that, you know what you what comes to mind when you hear "be like him," but I just want to tell you that it's not unattainable. It, it is you can do it. You can be like him. You can look like him. So today, um, our it's our character because these are what these fruit this fruit we. Is um, and alluding to it's our character and it's our character today that's under construction we are not just going to just take one little element uh, our tongue or another little element our mind and say okay we're good but it's our character character points to what causes us to do what we do character speaks to what directs our path the why we do what we do and how we do what we do so we were we were made in God's image therefore we should look like him the fruit of the spirit are God's characteristics his nature his attributes and what others see when they see us. And so when others see us, we should look like our daddy. You know, God is our father, so we should look like him. And I don't, we don't, we're not talking about physical attributes or anything like that. We're talking about seeing God through action. What we do. So when people see us, what we do will speak for us. We'll never have to say a word. It's what we do. And don't think that people don't watch to see what we do. Okay. So when we were in the world, when we, when we do, when our minds are under the flesh, we do things. We do, you know, we allow our thoughts to go places that we don't, they shouldn't go. We do things that we like to do, you know. We do what we want to do when we're in the flesh. And sometimes we do go there. But if you do, you can know that it's not, you can recognize when you're there. And you can get away, you can get out of that. You don't have to stay in your flesh. And that's what the word of God is all about. How we can live the life that he's talking about unto him in the spirit and so when i started i really wanted to say that this is a message on the holy spirit how the holy spirit works in our lives and how it helps us to do the things that the word says that we are to do without the holy spirit none of this is possible I I would say, you know, I wanted to try to say, you know, we could do it, you know, a little bit. But no, none of this is possible without the Holy Spirit. And God left us the Holy Spirit so that we could have a helper to do the things that he said that we need to do. And so character building cannot be done without the Holy Spirit and actually There's another name for him He's called the administrator. And what's he the administrator of? He's the administrator of God's kingdom. And so God has given him the the mandate to watch over us, to lead us and guide us into all truth. Right there it tells me there's something really special about being in, walking in, or partaking of the spirit realm and, and we a place where God lives, a place where the Holy Spirit operates out of and, and still, and Jesus Christ, you know, operating out of the spirit realm. And I have to tell you, this is a newsflash. We are spirit. We live in a body, but we are spirit. And so that puts us right in line with what God is saying. That lets us know that he's not just putting these words out. We are made in his image. So we can't be made in his image if we don't have the spirit. In us lives the spirit of God. So the job, the things that we press to do, is to have that spirit up front so that whatever we do whatever we say will look like will be from the spirit our spirit man and not from flesh and we know that there are two places we can go we can be in the flesh and be under satan's uh rule or we can be in the spirit and be under the, the rule of god So the Holy Spirit is very special to us in that he, conform, he conforms us. And that word conform, when I first looked at it, I thought of, you know, and I kind of felt it. But it actually is that the Holy Spirit acts in harmony with the standards, the attitudes, and the nature, and the character of God. And so while I'm doing the squirming and feeling that from that word, it really makes it okay for me when I know that it's God that's shaping me and molding me. And not, I'm, it's not that I'm doing something that's going to uh, one minute be for my good, and then the next minute it's not going to work for me. That is not the case. And that's what happens when we operate in, out of the flesh and in the world. You know, the, what we get is temporary, but the molding and the shaping that God does is for our good and is to get us from where we are to where he wants us to be. And where he wants us to be is in his spirit, looking like him, look like God, love God, love people and look like Jesus. That's what he had, that's what he wants for us. So, um, the first three character, characteristics, love, joy, and peace, they're not in order up there. But the first three from, uh, the scripture, Galatians 5 and 22. The first three love, joy and peace concern our attitude toward God. So when we are operating in the spirit, these three things we should we should be able to we should be able to see in ourselves and in, in others. Love, joy, and peace. Love God. Love people and look like Jesus. If we think about how Jesus looked, mm, you know, we have images that we might have from the past, you know, but there's no physical image really for me. When I look at God or when I look at Jesus to see what he did and how he healed people, his love for people looked like someone who was in a place where they needed help, and he helped them. He bought them from a place of darkness into a place of light. He took a situation that was hopeless, a dead man, and sneaking in a grave, and bought him to light back to life. So when I see Jesus, I don't see a physical man. What I see is his attributes, his character, the things that he's telling us that we need to exemplify. And so um, the second three, and let's take a quick look at that. Long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. Long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. Those three speak to our social relationship. Meaning, here's where the people come in. You know, we get to be long-suffering. Not of God, but of people. You know, where we just have to exemplify patience. That's what long suffering means—to be able to show patience. So we have to apply these to people. Kindness. Yeah. Well, I'll do it for you. You know. But, but where's where's the heart? You know. Where's where's your your kindness? You do it out of kindness. It's a good deed. It's uh, something that you want to do because it's gonna. Help is going to make a difference. And it's not to glorify yourself. It's for the glory of God that we are doing these things, that we are, again, looking like Jesus, you know, because what Jesus did was all about what God wanted and was all about God's purpose and all about his assignment, which was totally related to God. And so then the third, this is that triune again. So the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, describe principles that we can live by, that we should live by. So when we're living, our going through our daily uh, routines. We should think about this that we should be able to show faithfulness, gentleness, which is um, like humility, and self control. So, self control, I was having this conversation about uh, the seven, uh, about the fruit, the nine fruit, nine, nine forms of fruit, and how love. All of those, all of these characters, characteristics, all of them come out of love. You know, love is like the base of all of these. This fruit and self-control, and we say love because if you if you don't love, it's it's that that scripture again. You're like a Sounding brass and tinkling simple. So love is the base from which we do all things. It should be, and so self control is another um, big part of it. Where if we don't have self control, we won't be able to do any of this. Any all of those all of that fruit require of us to have self control. We have to be you know, in tune with what we're doing. And when we know that these there are things that we can operate out of, when we have it in the word that tells us what it is that we're to do and how, then it becomes easy for us to pull ourselves back in. If we see ourselves stepping outside of any of this fruit, we can pull ourselves back in by this word. So there was a statement that I read that said that you know uh that we have there's the gift of the spirit and then there's fruit of the spirit gifts of the spirit of the Holy Spirit and then there's fruit of the spirit and I only want to say one thing in terms of the gifts because it's a whole another it's a it, you could just open up a whole another realm a, a whole nother division to talk about here it would take more time than we have but i would just simply say about this that the with the gifts we need the gifts and the fruit we don't just get to operate out of the gifts only or we don't just operate out of the fruit it takes both for us to look like jesus So, uh, the fruit represents the character, and the gifts represent power. Without character, power is dangerous. Without power, character is ineffective. So, we need them both. Okay, so I wanted to talk about two of the the fruit in specific because it it does uh, take a lot to bring forth for me anyway. Uh, what each of these mean and so i'm going to talk to you about the pride pride because pride is like one of those big things in our lives that keeps showing up and it's the, actually it says here that it's the root of all our problems if you got pride working then you're going to have some problems uh, some some problems all all along the way it says here that um Uh, There is nothing so dangerous as our pride. And I don't think people realize um, how dangerous pride is and how powerful humility is. So they group them together. Humility and pride are kind of like in the same boat. So humility would be Christ, you know, God, and pride would be the world, the flesh, So um, the place to be humble is in your heart and in your mind. And this is where it really starts. A humble person does not think more highly of himself than he ought. They don't think of themselves as lowly either. It's just that they don't have have themselves on their mind very much. So a a person of humility thinks of others. And why do we need it? Because in order to love people, we have to be able to think about others and not be so stuck on ourselves and everything is me, me, my, my. Okay. So people who exemplify humility, they know who they are in Christ. And in him, they are bold and courageous. God has called us to be bold and courageous. True humility will be bold in Christ. We're nothing in and of ourselves, but everything in Christ. All manifestations of temper, all touchiness, irritation, all feelings of bitterness and unforgiveness come from a spirit of pride. Pride is behind all lack of love, all indifferences to others, their feelings, and their weaknesses. Pride is the source of all hasty and critical judgment. While humility says, I can wait for the appointed time, pride says, me first. I'm more important. Matthew has this to say about pride. Whether we hide behind a mask or behind God's word, we operate under false pretense. When we insist on our own credentials and asserting our own authority. For whosoever exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalts, exalted. So, here again, this is the Word of God. And I believe that for every concern that we ever would have, and for anything that we want to know, we can find it in this book the Bible. It's our manual. You know, God gave it to us so that we would, we would be able to go to it and find answers to any question that we would have. And then he breathes on it, you know, through his Holy Spirit. While we read the word, we get to see ourselves. We, we find ourselves in this word. And we find ourselves either looking like fruit or looking like flesh. And that, you know, we can do this all throughout the Bible, flesh or spirit. So I choose to look like spirit myself. Amen. So humility is probably the most difficult of the Christian virtues to fully develop in our lives. It's so major It, it's what sets us free. So something that looks like, you know, like this, because of just being submissive, but it's a submission that's unto God. And so for us, that's a good thing. Because the truth is, we're going to submit to something. So we're going to submit to our flesh, are we're going to submit to God. I choose God. So the Bible never asks us to do things for man. But for God. The only way he can use us is if we stay humble under, under submissive, not just having to be to God but submission to those in authority God has placed over us like our pastors or leaders in our local church the love of Christ constrains us that's what keeps us doing and wanting to do the things that are right we have to be we have to learn to come under authority before we fit into Before we are fit to be in authority. Let me say that again. We have to learn to come under authority before we're fit to be in authority. God will bless you more if you humble yourself. The more we love God, the more we will begin to trust God to give us what we're supposed to have at the right time. We are to forgive, pray, and then bless. Say that again, Ola. Okay. Forgive, pray, then bless. That's how it works. Let God take care of the rest. Our part is we have to forgive. And then we pray. You should always be praying. And then we'll find ourselves blessing people instead of cursing people or instead of, you know, being disgruntled. When we can edify. We need to take on God's attributes, his character and his ways. God desires that we follow Jesus' example. He left us an entire book, the Bible, leaving us instructions, strategies, tools and keys to his kingdom. So there is what I want to say about this, how important this is, is because when you have a key, that means you can unlock some things. And in our life, you know, just daily living, we can get locked, you know, locked into position. Some people say stagnant. You know, we get stuck. But in the word of God, we find keys and the keys to being fruit. Fruit. Is the Holy Spirit. Let him direct you. Let him teach you. And guide you. Because what he. What he guides us to. Is truth. And so if we. If we're under. The very person. And he is a person. That will guide. Will take us unto truth. Well I think I would want to be within that person's court i would want to be where he is because at least i could get in he got the keys but one those keys are available to us and so yet god is still in control in second corinthians 12 and 7 it talks about paul's thorn in his flesh sometimes god says no Because it's to let us know we need him. We are more valuable to him in in the situation than out of the situation. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. And for for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So how many of you know that pride is very dangerous? Pride is independence. We would much prefer to be self-sufficient. But that's not God's plan. Many of us are familiar with the story of Job. But I don't think many of us know how Job had a little attitude adjustment that was needed. And after he got it, God blessed him, blessed him with two times as much as he had before. So that same thing can happen for us. God will bless you more after you humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord. And in due time, he will exalt you. He will lift you up. So how important is it that we know that humility is the way? That important. That God, it will allow God to act, act in our lives on our behalf. And I remember saying something the other day. It makes room for God to act on our behalf. So when we humble ourselves, we give room for God. And I'm just, um, so I learned about rebuking the devil. And I would be rebuking the devil, you know. And nothing changed. Well, I remind you. I rebuke you now in the spirit and the holy in the name of the Lord. Get behind me, Satan. And I'd do all of that, and nothing would happen. I'd be saying, I'm a child of the king. I got God's favor. You can't do this to me, you know, in my quiet time, my private time. So I'm rebuking, you know, thinking that that's the way you go, because that's what, that's what I found. I thought that was the answer. Just rebuke the spirit. And he'll flee. That's to say, you know, the devil will flee if you do that. But that wasn't enough. What I was saying was what the book said to say, but you have to have the spirit of God in operation. You know, without the Holy Spirit, you can, you can have this. You're not going to have the spirit of God. And so I had to learn that. I learned it the hard way. But, I mean, you've got to start somewhere. So that's where I started. I started just applying what I learned about the spirit and how I could exercise what God was showing me and teaching me. But still there's a way to do everything. And if you stay in the word, if you allow God to show you, you don't even have to be in church. If you allow him to show you, you will find that he instructs you how to apply what it is that he's given you, what he's exposed to you. And so what I believe today is that everything that he's asking of us to be or do, like these, uh, f- this fruit, he's asking us, not because it's undoable, but he's asking us to become these very things he wants us to become faithful become gentle become joy become peace become kind and and good become patient be love have self-control and all those things are things that he is already So, God really does want to bless us more than we could ever think or imagine. And we cannot maintain the gift that God wants to give us if we don't have the fruit to balance it out. What is that saying that um, God will never take you where the Holy Spirit can't keep you? Yeah, that's a true statement. So all I have, uh, so the bottom line to all of what I just said is that the spirit, walking in the the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not something we can do without faith, Humility. And his lead, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we have to have that we have to have faith in God, we have to believe that what God is saying is true. And we have to believe in what he's saying, that we would apply it to our lives and and see it work. So we have to believe. Believe that God can do it, do all things for you. So it's not just enough to believe, but you believe that he can do what he can do for you. That might sound a little bit selfish, but again, what he gives us, he expects us to become. So if we don't believe that he can do it for us, then we will really have trouble trying to become that thing for somebody else. So believe that all things work together for your good. Believe that God is for you and not against you. And that his purpose for you is good. He's a good God. He's a great God. So now go rejoicing. And the scripture says rejoice because you know that he is good. No other reason. Not rejoicing because he gave you what you wanted. Not rejoicing because, you know, uh, something really great happened once in your life. But rejoicing because God is good, even if you don't get what you want he's still good even if you don't get to see what you desired he's still good so you have to believe that so there um so we should persevere maintain a purpose in spite of difficulties in spite of obstacles and discouragements Our purpose through all of this is to believe God, speak and declare his word over our lives. Speak, and we should ask the questions, what does God say about it? No matter what we come to, no matter what obstacles we face, if we want to get to that spiritual place, ask God. What do you say about it? What does the word say about it? And that should be our bottom line. No matter what we're facing, however we feel about it, when we get to that place where we think it's overwhelming, we can always say, what does God say about it? What does the word say? And go to the manual. Look it up. There's a a concordance in the back. You can just look up one word, and it will lead you to the scripture that will tell you, give you answers to what you have question about and so how important it is to to pray and to be on one accord and be in alignment with God is because then he gets to breathe on that word that he directed you to and give you insight as to how you can apply it to your life so being on the construction looks like progress Does that look like progress? He's this man with his head open. That's that's progress. Because the opposite of being open is closed. So here's a man who's got his his head is open. Open to, and and for for us, open to the, the things of God. So instead of having envy and jealousy and all those other things in his head, he's got this. The fruit rolling around in his head. I think that's a sign of progress. Our minds are being renewed. And so with the word of God, that's what it does. It renews our mind. And it replaces all those things that we used to think with things that we should think. Our eyes are being opened. That means we get to see from the word, through the word. Things that we never saw before. And some people refer it to as like the hidden things. They're not hidden. We just, our eyes were closed. Our eyes was closed to that. So our eyes are being opened. So when God shows you something, if you're not at a place where you can write it down, get to a place so you can write it down. Because when God shows you something, it is for you. And it is an answer to something you have asked him. So how important is it to be in line with the Holy Spirit? Very. You can be anywhere doing anything and God can speak to you. Through someone, audibly in your hearing, or just from something that you've seen. So God is speaking all the time. You know, be attentive and be open. Our lives are being transformed. Amen? Amen. We're not going to stay the same. We can't. And so that means we have to be moving from one place to another. And hopefully we're moving from one place to another place in God, you know, following his lead. So quickly I'm going to say. Um there are four things we can do to cultivate our spiritual fruit. The first thing is we need to study God's word. I think we talked about that already, so I want to give you some scripture. Uh second Timothy two six, second Timothy two fifteen. And these um, point to how we study. And if you get to the place where you want to dig in it a little bit more, uh, get to your study Bible, or you can even Google it um, and see what it says about studying God's word. But those are the two scriptures. The second thing is to spend time in prayer. I think we already talked about that. So don't, you know, miss the opportunity and take it lightly when there's where to be in prayer. By, by prayer is not meant to merely talk to God, but to be doing what is um, What is more important is listening. So we're not just talking to God. We have to listen to And here again, Jesus provides us with the perfect pattern. The whole basis of Jesus' earthly ministry was his relationship with the Father. And in order to cultivate and maintain that relationship, Jesus spent plenty of time in prayer. Cultivate fellowship. Do not try to live in this life without fellowship. Don't try to lead a Christian life on your own. Scripture says that we're all members of one body and we all need one another. Iron sharpeneth iron, smooth stones in a brook got that way because of the washing of the water. So we need to we need each other. When we're in fellowship with one another, we we wash and we rub elbows and become Iron sharpens iron, and rugged stones become smooth. Develop the number four, the fourth one. Develop patience. It's what it takes to receive the harvest and the crown of life. We must learn to persevere. Be patient. Allow God to be God in every situation. Even if you don't know, God does. He wants to help you. Faith acts. Wherever you apply faith is requiring an action. So our action is to believe. Believe God can do it. Again, like I said, do it for you. Not just believe he can do it, but believe that he can do it for you. Believe he can do what he said he would do. And believe that he doesn't do anything by accident. It's all on purpose. So, in my closing, remember. Remember that Satan likes to sift sift us as wheat. But the Holy Spirit leads us unto all truth. Be patient, because it's the testing of faith that produces patience. And like I said before, faith is what um, is needed—faith and love—to see these fruit. This fruit materialize so if we never went through anything and if we never had to believe god for anything and if we never waited for his timing for his sovereign will to be done we would never know that we could yes patience is the ability the ability to endure and it also can be viewed as making room for God to have God work through your trial. Not going ahead of God, but waiting for the appointed time only under the the pressure of trials. Can we, the believer test the true depth of our faith in God at the end of every trial we should see ourselves standing firm, not wavering, not rejoicing, not not wavering, but rejoicing, rejoicing in the knowledge of the goodness of God. Rejoice when trials come to test your faith. And the last scripture. show um, Philippians four and five, I'd like to leave that with you so that you can do it in your own study. Um, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. That means that he's coming. He's coming soon. The Lord draws near. Gentleness is patience, graciousness, self-control, reframing from something you know you have the right to enforce. So just believe God. Love God, love people, and look like Jesus. Amen.
3: Amen. We bless God for the word. Amen. That was like a. Uh, amen. A teaching, amen, and I just thank God she made with simplicity and understanding truth that we have to have all the fruit, amen, to continue to look like Jesus (laughs) that had that love and all the patience and the long-suffering and meekness and all those things God was putting out in us that we just allow him to pull those things forward and think on those things above and not beneath because that's all that right come from, above. All that right there comes from above. And it's trying to flow out through each and every one of us that we may get people to see what Jesus looked like. All you got to do is look at the fruit of the Spirit, as you said, and you'll see what Jesus looked like. Because that's what he said. You'll know them by their, he made it simple. If you want to know what Jesus looked like, think about the tip, all that right there, the fruit. He was about his father's business. And we stand on our feet, amen. And I just bless God. I'm just gonna bless God for the word, amen. Because I really, and I know, and I understand what she means by when you get up here and try to you prepare. So when you prepare, it's not for present to the church, but what God prepares through you. So God allows you to see when you stand before people. You just do what I say do not to try to put no change into it or nothing, but I thank God for that. That's teaching. That allows you to let you know that the Holy Spirit will always be with you because he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he put it he put it the way that people in the room right now that are going through situations in their life they can understand with simplicity and understanding truth that God will always be there for them. He takes you through the trials, through the tests, but all you have got to do is allow your mind to focus on him allow those things that the world is trying to press down upon you to be cast down and put up on our feet. Under construction. Think about that. The first word. What it says. Under. Everything that God that goes against God's word, it goes under your feet. Under your feet. Anything that God has come to you, it come, it's, it's, it's put in your mind. And this is all I'm talking about. we're talking about. We're talking about. we talking about our character. What we are really are, who we really are. Our thinking. Remember, what a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So don't let the devil tell you who you are. Don't let yourself. Don't let your flesh. She talking about the flesh. Don't let your flesh tell you who you are. So that's what we're this, this. That's not who we are. We are gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, joy, peace kindness. This is carried out through us that people may see the goodness of God in and our Savior Jesus Christ. Look like God. Looking like God. whom we are Ambassadors for. Anybody have a prayer request? Amen. Anybody have anything they wanted to? Any prayer request? Anything? Prayer request? Any prayer request? I'm, I'm not going to ask if you have any, anything going on home. Any prayer request? Praying for family? see for Family? anything for the body of Christ, anything for your city, whatever it may be. If you got something going on in your body, I just want you to lift your hands right now. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Lift your hands and, hand and bow your eyes, bow your head. Anybody got anything going on? Your hands are being lifted. I don't care. Everyone in the room is lifting. Amen. Whatever it may be, surrender to God. Father, we love you. We bless you. And God, we come into this place. Amen. Just to say thank you. And God, you have shown us, God, that we are all under construction. Our mindset, our hearts, and the way we walk, the way we talk, our attitudes, whatever it may be. But I thank you for the construction being put up under our feet. I thank you for this day right now, God, we have come to understand, God, all that we have gone through in every situation. You've always been there with us, and you've brought us out of situations just like you did with Martha, you just brought her out of that situation, God, but now you brought us out of the situation in our old life. Now we have come to become new. Our mindset and our thoughts of are, 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 are you transformed, they are renewed. So, God, I pray for the people of today that they continue to be committed and devoted to what you have brought them out of. Be committed and devoted, God, to what you have shown them. Be committed and devoted, God, to your promises. Be committed and stand on the word of God. And no matter what winds or waves, just like you beckoned Peter to come off the boat, off the little boat into the water and walk the water. God, we are water walkers. God, we are the lenders and not the borrowers. We are above and not beneath. And, God, we will not look and be, put ourselves. Uh, uh, beneath the privilege that you have given us, God, but we'll stand just like those eagles and float, just fly like those eagles up high, God, and allow the Holy Spirit and just winds up on our wings to carry us to those locations, to those places, God, that you will have us to be and rest on and nest on, God, and I bless you right now that our minds are being renewed and transformed by your word, and I bless you for wherever our feet go, God, you said it's just ours, and we have, we understand that I bless you for our hands that we touch, God, and lift up unto you, God, a clean, God, and whatever we touch is ours, it's, is blessed and I blessed and I thank you for that we have a mind like that. We're not gonna have a beggar's mind any longer, a beggar's mentality, God. We're gonna command things as kings and queens as according to your word. So I pray God right now in the name of Jesus. As you just show up and show out every time that we speak a word, God, you just manifest yourself right before your people. Oh, God, I bless you, Father, right now, healing in the room, God, right now. Oh, God, we want to walk into a place, God, just like Peter's shadow, and we're going to, people are going to raise up, amen, out of the sick beds, out of the wheelchairs, I just believe, God, right now, we just walk into a place, God, in the hospital, the hospices, God, oh, my God, you sent us there, God, I believe our, oh, God, just our presence and your presence in us, God, will bring forth healing and deliverance in our our homes, God, we believe, God, right now in the name of Jesus, the devil is fleeing right now because we have submitted ourselves unto God and His Word. God, he's, going, he's fleeing right now, even in our absence while we're here. He, he cannot hold or stand there no longer. Or stay there no longer. I know He tried to rest in a place in a corner trying to hide out, but I feel Him, God, right now fleeing right now in the name of Jesus. He may come in one way, but He's fleeing seven different ways. And I know, Father, right now that He's on constru- the He's on the construction. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready to he, He's ready. God. He's ready to try to come in and be, come, come against us, God. But I know, Father, there's a flood, God, but the standards have already been set inside of each and every one of us. I'm just, there, I'm just, there, I'm just that crazy about you, Father, and crazy for you that I believe, God, not what my eyes can't see. I still believe. I believe, God, just like I said in studies, God, my grandma always says, son, if you had to go all by yourself, you just go. So, God, I know you say a man is not an island, but I believe, God, if I have to go all by myself, family, friends, they don't want to, they don't want to shake, they don't want to take on this word, God, I'm going to go and believe, God, when we all face you, you're going to say unto us about our works for you. So I bless you, Father, I love you, Father, I give you honor and glory. And it is urgent time, as Elder Seely said, it is urgent time. So now let us be that. Let us be the ministers of reconciliation unto this world, to lift you up and bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 What we're gonna have to do, Amen. And we're gonna have an announcement, Amen. Pastor L. C. is gonna come forth. She's gonna let us know what's gonna go forth. And I just bless God for your for your attendance. It's the last day of last day of of March. Amen. Time is going by quickly. Amen. So I'm telling you. Get 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 on the, get on get on this get on this get on this boat. Stay on the wave, amen. Stay on the wave and ride it to the end, amen. And I bless God. Just bless God. I bless God.
2: Amen. Thank you, sir. First of all, we want. Can everybody smell what's happening in uh, in the kitchen? Can you smell it? I don't have a sense of smell, so I've been able to focus on the message today. You've been able to focus, but for those who can smell what's happening in the kitchen today is euro sunday i believe there's some fried chicken happening back there i saw some ribs yesterday i think i saw some baked chicken and a whole lot of sides so why go home and cook when mama's country kitchen has already done it for you why go home and cook even worse why go home and why go out and pay somebody else 20 30 40 euro to eat or go eat something that's terrible over at the food court when you can eat out of mama's country kitchen for five euro per plate and just in case you need to have your ears lord or your hair fixed Dee's international is going to be here haircuts five euro simple braids. We're not doing no uh, sew-ins. We're not doing no weaves and all that kind of good stuff, but simple corn rolls, 15 year old. And ladies and some of our fellas, he'll even hook up your brows for you. One stop shopping today. You have been fed spiritually by Evangelist McAllister. So come on right now and be fed spiritually uh, physically. Uh, don't leave here. We're going to be ready at about uh 13:30. So don't leave. Just relax where you are, fellowship with one another, but please partake in Euro Sunday in uh the uh excuse me, in the Hall of Faith. Also, for those who are looking to go to, with us to uh to you to Ufap uh the 21st through the 23rd of June please see me or you can visit uh www. Uh, Ufap. i'm going to say com it may be gov it may be org try all of them but <laughs> but you can see me and we can talk to you about registering for Ufap it is a high time in the lord if you have ever been um if you've been with us for a minute and you see how we come back refreshed, rejuvenated and on fire for the Lord, it is because there's great teaching that go forth at UFAB and um, it's an opportunity for you just to get a chance to see some people that have PCS from here and done great things and give you an opportunity just to understand who it is that we're following as he follows Christ Jesus and that would be Apostle Dr. Nelson K. Williams. So if you were interested in going to UFAB 2019, please see me and I can give you any details answer any questions that you may have. Also down the road, for those who may be interested in going to the Elevation Worship uh, concert, they're going to be in Europe for the first time ever. If you are not familiar with Elevation Worship, they are part of Elevation Church out of North Carolina. Please, please, please go online we have, our praise and worship team are, has sang many of their songs, so you may not understand who they are just because you're not familiar with the music, but you have heard them here at Faith Temple Christian Center International, go online and Google Elevation Worship. I promise you, you will not be disappointed by going to this concert. The, t- the tickets are 33 euro uh, right now uh, through the end of April. Also, Just For Him Ministries out of Kaiserslautern has a bus, and the tickets for the bus is 20 euro round trip per person so if you're interested in riding the bus please let me know i will reserve a seat for you and uh i have told mj that probably sometime around the middle to the end of april i will collect all the monies and get them turned into her i promise you you will not be disappointed it's the first time ever that uh, elevation worship is going to be in europe the concerts are sold out everywhere they go in the united states so you do not want to miss this opportunity. And the last thing, uh, do we have another announcement? Okay, I believe that is it. Okay, let us rest. Oh, yes, for those who celebrated birthdays in March, show of hands, show of hands if you celebrate a birthday. Hey, when was your birthday, sir? Oh, the 27th, hey. Okay, Ms. Ola was the 8th of March. Anybody else? I was on the 7th, no worries, no big, no big, no big, no big, anybody celebrating the anniversary of the month of March? anniversaries it was too cold to get married in march i understand okay no worries all right so we have cupcakes outside so it'll kind of help take the edge off while you're waiting for a euro sunday to start at uh, 13 30 the kids had cupcakes they did not have cupcakes in the back so there's plenty of cupcakes outside for you to partake in so a little dessert before you have your dinner is sunday why not okay All right. Hey, and thank you guys for being here with us today. I know daylight saving uh, time can be a little rough for folks.